We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, Insomniacs? Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. And I'm Matt. And we're going to have a great episode today. I'm super excited. Yes, I'm, I'm always saying. super excited. I think eventually people who listen to the podcast are going to do a super cut of me saying I'm super excited over yes. and over again. And it'll be at different levels. <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was but, that was um, so good. The first story I want to talk about today is it happened a week or two, uh, almost uh, two weeks ago. Now. No, I don't, it was about 10 days. Yeah. Almost two weeks. There was this uh, airplane mechanic in Seattle yep. who uh, kind of went off the deep end, yep. went went postal without going postal, yeah. hijacked an Alaska Airlines 75-passenger jet, yep. and took uh, it on the joyride of a lifetime doing loop-de-loops. I think it was a propeller plane. It wasn't a jet. No, it was a jet. I'm pretty sure. Oh, propeller plane? Propeller plane, yeah, it was. I'm not a plane. Stolen I'm not the Horizon Air Q40. Yeah, that's I'm not. Exactly. I'm not an aviator. I'm just saying it holds 75 people. For me, that's a jet. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. All, planes only have jet engines. So t- always jets. So he started doing fucking tricks with this, and there's. Oh, it's okay, so funny. It, it, it's a dark story, but it has hilarious parts, parts right? Yeah. Because I was listening to the black box audio. Oh, you actually heard the between audio. him that's and right. the air traffic controller. It is oh fucking my God. crazy because he's literally going like they're like. Can- Hey, uh, Jim, uh, we're trying to get you to land here. And he's yeah. like, I don't think I'm going to do that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be making it back. No, it's, it's not happening. Like, it's not happening. Holy fuck. And the F- air traffic loops. controller, surprisingly calm through it all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that is the job, right? Yeah. Your one job is you know, to not freak out. You know what kind of makes you a little calm? Knowing the fact that, what was the, what was the guy who stole the plane's name? What? Uh, Jim, Jim or something like that? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, Say, just well, kidding. Jim... Uh, why don't you come back and land a plane? No, I'm not doing it. I don't think so. So let's piss him off so he can fly it into the control tower. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Something but you don't want to do to make him angry. That's the part that really killed me. Eventually, he crashed it into this, like, 20, 20 inhabitant island, yeah, was an off island the coast of, uh, just off, off the coast of Seattle. Yeah, off the coast well, of Seattle. Well, or Washington or Wherever Washington, is. Seattle is in Washington. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea whether Seattle's on the coast. I'll, I'll help you out with you. It is. Okay. Just check it. Putrid Sound. It's right next to it. Pugent? Putrid Sound. No. Pugent Sound. Oh, it's out. <laughs> Holy shit! I thought, it's the dang. Putrid Sound? I thought I got a nickname from Stinkin'. No, the Pugent Sound. Okay. It's, well, it's, what does Pugent mean? It's the it's the literal bay. Oh, I know that's the name of the bay, but usually there's a name of uh, the name is what does it mean? That's what I meant. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I love how you correct me and laugh at me because I thought it was. I, all right. I, Comment below. How many of you people actually thought it was putrid? I thought it was putrid. Sound. It's like one of those things for, um, I used to think it was intensive purposes. For all intensive purposes. <laughs> no, it's intensive. It's intense and purposes. For all intents and purposes. Oh, no. See, I thought it intensive purposes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I looked like a fucking fool in front of my friends. Oh, really? So the, they everyone has, you? Th- everyone has things like that, though, where they thought it sounded like I seem to like have a lot thing. of those, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. know. Uh, So just brutal. He crashes this plane into like a 20 inhabitant island. 
doesn't hurt his soul. But they investigate his apartment and his workstation, and apparently he was, like, massively suicidal. Oh, yeah. He had a hard time. Leading up to it. Well, the scary part was is they were like, where are you going? And meanwhile, they were scrambling the F-15s you can from the see. local Air Force base. It's so crazy now that everyone has a camera. You catch so much footage oh, yeah. of it. There were literally guys on the beach taking video video of the F-15s following the plane oh, and yeah. going, what the fuck? Where are you going? Where are you going? And there was a guy in his backyard just going, this plane should not be this low here. There's no yeah. airfield near Well, people here. were freaking because they actually have one... One screenshot of it I was watching on it, uh, on, uh, on Twitter where they were looking at it and Lee's screaming, what's he doing? And then he does he does a loop. And then, like you said, he flies so low that when he was going his final run toward the island he was crashing into, before he hit the island, I mean, he goes out of sight over top of the water evidently. And people are like dead silent on their phone that they were recording with. And you just hear – and then, like, three – not three minutes, but, like, 30 seconds, they go, where did the plane go? <laughs> he crashed. Jesus. It was horrible. But here's the question, right? Because a week prior to this, yeah. I saw that the TSA was finally going to repeal some of the security measures they had taken out post-9-11. Yeah. And Guess now – does this throw a wrench in? Oh, it? yeah, they're doubling down. You think so? Oh, absolutely, because they already – Still said doing the security theater? But it is important to note that this guy was not – uh, just checking to make sure the mics are working. Didn't oh, want boy. us to be losing this amazing content. Yeah. But, um, don't miss a word. Don't miss a word. But he was an engineer. He wasn't even a passenger. Mechanic. He was a guy who works on the plane. Yeah, exactly. So it blows my mind that they would but, but that they would stop repealing security procedures just because a mechanic did it. Well, actually, they're going to add a few more because even though you're an employee, you work on the planes, he still was accessing parts of the plane. And then was able to taxi it out and take off. It's a little insane that he was able to get yes. into the cockpit and start it up. It started, and still You'd nobody think they'd noticed. have the keys in like a lockbox or something. Well, not only that. I mean, he, he taxied the fucking thing out. Nobody goes, hey, uh, Alaska Force 2-0. Alaska Force. And, and meanwhile, you're landing planes and, and mm-hmm. air traffic control. You can see the guy pulling on the runway. And, you know, uh, Jim... Uh, Jim, what are you doing in there, Jim? And meanwhile, he powers up and he fucking takes off. But you, you have to wonder, like, what was going on? Because he just Ferris bueller the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the vet over the hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just comes on. Uh, you know, Jim, could you uh, power down? Yeah. Yeah. No, just go sailing just, over the hills. He was just totally, I mean, totally done. And they're saying that... Uh, there, there was a part of the article I was reading that he actually had uh, – what were they talking about? Flight simulators. Yeah. You, he, that taught him a little bit basics on how to take off. He never planned on landing the plane. Oh, no. No. Especially because he was – here's the thing. Just a PSA before <laughs> I get into this joke. Oh, no. If you're suicidal, go see a therapist. There's always someone you can right. reach out to. Don't do it. Don't do it. That being said – if you, dude, if he if he was going to do it, he did it big, <laughs> and I appreciate <laughs> no, no. that. But and, he went and you know all what he did? fucking out, and, and he didn't hurt anyone. That was my point. That's why a we can laugh about 75 it. Seventy five passenger plane. Well, the only people who aren't joking are Alaska Air, Alaska Air, and their insurance company. Because apparently, this uh, I think the article I read was estimating this is going to cost him upwards of like thirty million dollars. 
just because in security assets, how much the plane costs them. Because I don't think people realize airlines, due to all the regulations, aren't making the amount of money you guys think they are. They're really not. So when they lose a plane, it's like, fuck. Well, not only that, they're in partnerships between the pilots, the mechanics. The mechanics are also the people on the ground and everything. Uh, Your your flight attendants, your mechanics, the groundsmen, the baggage handlers, the ticket people. They actually are all – a lot of airlines are all owners. They actually share in the profit sharing because most airlines, like you said, barely make any money. Barely. And it's kind of like when Royal Caribbean loses a cruise ship. It's like, that's a huge fucking hit, my man. We don't have a lot of these on stock. Which, by the way, cruise ships are fucking insane. Have you ever heard those stories? They're like horror stories going on. Well, there's two horror stories you always hear. About engines failing mid-cruise. Where three engines, three of the five engines have failed. And the two are propelling the ship. And no one knows. They don't tell anyone. No, there's, they don't tell there's anybody. There's no alert that goes through the ship. Well, plus, they're already probably too loaded to do anything about it. Well, and the other one, it's the, well, actually, it's three. I didn't even think. Of, I didn't think of the engine part. The other one that I always hear about is the sickness that breaks out. It's usually a virus, and it happens to be diarrhea and vomiting at the same time. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a cocktail for dangerous for disease for disease because you have to think right. They you get five hundred. They go crazy. You get yeah. five hundred people on a boat locked in. Nobody locked washes in. their fucking hands. Okay, yeah. Let's assume they do wash their hands. Let me paint a picture. Don't paint assume, a picture. Don't assume. You're every, right. You're don't right. assume everyone's typhoid okay. Mary okay. walking around with fucking dirty mitts. Let me know when you're done. All right. They take 500 people. They stockpile them into like a mm-hmm. crowded hotel. Granted, they're pretty nice. Not not to boohoo cruises. No. But now you're you're there, and let's assume that half of them have the drink package. So they're getting wasted. They're getting sure. sloppy. And that's when I think cleanliness starts to dive. Then Absolutely. you line these people up in a line like cattle to eat buffet food all the time. Yeah. And Golden Corral has shown that it's so risky making buffet food. Because <laughs> if one piece of chicken isn't cooked through properly, half these people are going to fucking vomit their uh, guts they're out. They're doubled over. And oh, they're, yeah. And they're squirting out every orifice. That's true. Yeah. And think, but, and then you have to combine that even more. That have these World Caribbean cruise ships have weight. Can, can we can we not name an exact cruise uh, line? No, I love Royal Caribbean. <laughs> I literally yeah. am planning a cruise on Royal Caribbean. Yes, I'm saying it because they're the best. They're the best. This is the chateau. Right. They would feast. never have a problem on their cruise line. No. Okay. Okay. Fine. You're Much right. better. Maybe that's not. I love Royal Caribbean. I'll. That's another PSA. Yeah. And I'm not above cruises. Oh, we all know this is an entertainment network. <laughs> this is not me glaring down at them. No. This is me saying there are problems that arise. <laughs> all right. X. <laughs> I just realized. I'm sorry. I, said, I just realized. That, yeah, it's a good point. You, you did, did it like the third time and I'm going, holy. Uh, once is okay. They're going to let that go. Two. I don't know. Strike. I just said three. Royal Caribbean like three times. <laughs> Fair enough. X. X cruise ship <laughs> company. You know we were gonna do the tickets. <laughs> X cruise ship company. Oh, that's so funny. And then all these ships also have <laughs> pools. They have pools where they're literally just stockpiling oh, in urine, sweat. And then you combine if you do like uh, a Disney <laughs> cruise. Yeah. Right. Let's figure out a Disney cruise. Then you're along with little kids who are the least sanitary people. Well, it's ever. not even that. Third of them, all people who use the bathroom do not wash their hands. Okay. One third. I'm okay. going to get into something controversial. Yeah. You enter into a disgusting bathroom. Absolutely disgusting. You can tell it's grody. I would rather go pee you, outside. You're at a urinal. Do you wash your hands? Absolutely. 
at the dirty sink. Yeah, but the soap isn't dirty, <laughs> and the water's not dirty. Maybe I am and part then you of use the, the towel to dry your hands after you sing. If I'm at like a gas station to wash your hands, if I'm by. at a state, and then when okay. you're done, you use the towel to turn off the water, and before you throw the towel into the garbage, you use it to open the door. Hook it with your foot and then throw the garbage. So you're can. literally talking about the – have you seen that song? Yeah. The bathroom trip plan? Oh, no. No. Oh, there's a trip plan? Yeah. Red, <laughs> and, Red and Link, famous YouTuber. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Did a, did a whole song about that. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I have a plan. It. You see, I have a plan every time yeah, I go to the camp. Where a guy's taking a link, they stop him because he's about to leave without washing his hands. <sighs> and they show him literally verbatim what you just did. But did you know who did, you know who did that way before anybody? Who? Jerry Seinfeld. Man, he did. He would do something about but that. But did you see the episode where Poppy was making him his famous duck chicken? No, I'm doing it just it. for you, Jerry. Season in the bathroom. Jerry's fixing his hair. Poppy comes in, goes over the urinal, takes the leak, walks right over, and goes, "You know what, Jerry? I'm doing it just for you." And walks out and doesn't wash his hands. And Jerry just goes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and now he's... Well, if you're cooking food, that's entirely and, irresponsible. And guess, guess who he happens to be dating? Who? Poppy's daughter. And there at the table, and Poppy's making him a special meal. You never saw that episode? No. Jerry's Well, I probably have. I just probably can't. Oh, my God. Every time I see that, it just freaks me out. Yeah, I can't recall it straight from memory, but Seinfeld is one of those guys where you can just tell he gets that way about everything. Him and Larry David are a match made in heaven. You, you've called me a... A Larry David a few times. Oh, yeah, because you fucking, you'll get stuck on one thing. You'll be like, I do. I can't I won't believe let it go. I won't let it go. he did that. He touched that loaf of bread and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> I know. People are going to grab that. Why would you do? I know. What? We live in a society. There are rules. <laughs> Come on. Which I have seen that. There was this little kid. Uh, I was oh, at Walmart yesterday. That freaks me out. Yeah, I know where you're going. Guys. And every time I'm at Walmart, I, I, I already feel low class. Just as a baseline. We love Walmart. Walmart's great, okay? Just saying, though. You walk in there, you don't feel Two like... Two advertisers in you less don't than 20 feel minutes. Like, you don't feel like... We're never going to get any sponsorship It's the lowest prices. Show. They have the lowest prices. They do have the lowest run, prices. But you don't feel nouveau riche. That's all I'll say. What does that mean? Nouveau You, I don't, you don't feel newly rich. You don't feel oh. rich. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I was walking through the produce okay. section. Yeah, you know, as one is wont to do, at okay. a, a Walmart, which is already dicey. You're in, you're in produce at Walmart. I, I will say, not the, the best place for vegetables. No, the best place is actually Publix. Yeah, or see, Whole Foods at, or Fresh at Market. Publix, they upmark the prices to keep the homeless out. Wow. <laughs> is that we, we is love that Publix. a? <laughs> That's the thing. I, that's the thing I like about Publix, it. though. That's great. Because you walk here, in, Publix, we charge too much. You, no, because <laughs> you pay more so that you don't have to deal with homeless people. Oh, because there's nothing wrong with homeless people. It's just a person down on their luck. Yes, but I don't want to be stabbed by a vagrant while I'm buying fruit gummies. You, you know won't what be I'm, just on the way oh, to the car. Come on. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I've seen ter- I've seen crazy things at a Walmart. I saw a oh, homeless man on. stick a. They t- have a whole channel just Dude, to that. I saw a. a <laughs> What'd you say? Come on. I saw a homeless man stick a tall boy into his pants and walk out. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Just and nobody stopped in. him though, right? No, we all saw it. Me and this soccer mom and this like dad saw it happen. Yeah, but but who it's always the gets, bystander? Who thing. always gets stopped on the way out? 
You. Yeah, every time. Well, I'll tell you why you get stopped and they yeah, check you, your receipt. You, you said something the other day. Matt Locke, Dad walks like he's fucking Jason Bourne. <laughs> like he's on a mission. I am on a mission. And when, especially you change the speed of your gate. So you'll check out walking all slow and then like when you're heading to the exit, you fucking beeline. Like you're like you're I'm done shopping. Like you're in NASCAR. Like you're trying to get the fuck out. So like I noticed it the other day and I'm like, this looks suspicious as fuck. Because yeah. if I was watching the Walmart creators are about to tackle me every fucking time. Literally. Which is weird because you don't it is. you don't look objectively poor. Uh, yeah. Well and, and here's the killer. What but if that's I'm not the true guy that has to face on face on that you actually want to actually stop but and say, excuse me, I want to check your receipt. To qualify though, that's not saying that only poor people steal things because <laughs> you remember when Renona Ryder. Oh yeah. She got fucking pulled in because she's a klepto. Shopto. 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 Shoplifting. Shopto. Because you said klepto, I got yeah. stuck with shopto and She's a kleptomaniac. kleptomaniac. She gets off on stealing, like, small shit. Yeah, so she, she was literally caught for, like, stealing, like, uh, rhinestone earrings. Yeah, some things from, like, from a trinket a, shop. Yes, and exactly. Fucking, something she could have easily paid for. And You know who also got caught doing that? Uh, oh. Fucking Lori Kazan. I don't know who that Lori is. Lori Kazan played the mother in uh, You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh, are you kidding me? From my big fat root wedding? Although she might have been going insane because she walked into a supermarket, had like $60 worth of merchandise. God, are you kidding me? And she tried to wheel the cart out. Just, I'm just leaving now. Yeah, she was like, oh, see you guys later. Just fucking tried to pull the old woman. <laughs> dazed oh, I'm sorry. In, the dazed oh, and confused. But apparently she was so dazed and confused that the cops actually were like, all right. Oh, yeah, you're coming with us. You're coming with we're going to make sure you find out exactly who you are and where you were going. Well, dude, all these people in Hollywood are probably zanied out of their fucking minds. Well, all I know is the last time I got stepped, you actually walked away from me because I was like, well, the guy walked around two people. Because you questioned. I did. The guy thing. goes, can I see your receipt? And I go, what about that person and that person? You didn't stop. You walked around them to get to me. Yeah, you're acting like you're fucking getting stopped housing people in the Underground Railroad. I'm like, like what the don't fuck is going indignant. on? A, I was so pissed. You're at a Walmart and you're not stealing anything. I And here's the thing also. I think you do it because, like, you put the receipt in your wallet and you walk fast. Me, I hold that motherfucker and I put my chest up. They're like, this guy is either the most confident thief or, or he didn't touch a f- fucking thing. Uh, so if, just because I put my receipt in my wallet and I head for the door, it means I stole something? Well, no, it, it just looks that way. You have to think what security's seeing, man. That's why I, I, I guarantee you, I, I, I could steal six grand worth of merchandise from a Sam's Club because they always check your receipt. A Sam's Club, always. They Sam's, always Club's, check mine. Sam's Club for our northern and western <laughs> listeners is like Costco. Costco. Yeah. It's the smaller version of Costco owned by Walmart. Yeah, Costco's are huge. Man. So much, so much bigger stores yeah, too. Yeah, like they dwarf Sam's Club. Unbelievably large. So I, uh, yeah, because I just walk up and I'm confident. Dude, S- the, the the ladies that they I, can literally wave by homeless yeah, people and the, go, "You." I've walked, Come I've here. walked through with like thirty products at a Sam's Club. They won't even check my receipt. That's like literally how confident <sighs> I am. Not me, because I'm walking. Got they see it and I'm like, I could be grabbing a loaf of fucking bread and they tackle my ass. Well, plus I also look like when you see how my dress, I'm, I look like a nice church boy. You do not. You look like a goddamn homeless person. What do you mean? You do, uh, dude. I, I'm I probably, going through work. I probably clothes. remind them of I my dress rather nice. Thank I you. I probably remind them of like their grandson. Oh, oh, the like, wholesome oh, boy. He, he's such a good boy. Yeah. Meanwhile, then who I'm, the fuck am I reminding them of that they <laughs> want to stop and take my fucking receipt and count everything? Their ex-husband. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 
Because uh, I don't know. I took a, I take it personal. I'm like, and they walk around people to take my receipts and start counting or checking things. I want to see. I want to see. I'm like, dude, you walked around two people. Yeah. I have a problem with that. I mean, but at least uh, Sam's Club is another one. They charge that membership to keep out the undesirables. I pay that membership. Which is fucked up. I just like going at 7 a.m. I, I kinda, hate the crowds. I kind of like Walmart. Not, I know I talk I like shit. like Walmart. I know I talk shit about the vagrants and almost getting it's stabbed. so much cheaper. But you also get to see characters in Walmart. Oh, my God. And homeless people are characters. I'll never forget when I was walking in one day and there was a guy. He was like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a fat guy. So he was actually, I guess he was hanging back and to the right and the greeter was here. And then he was, I guess he was trying to hide behind me. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, no. I know who you are. You can't come in here. And he's pointing to the guy behind me. And I'm like. Who the hell are you talking to? Hey, I don't even have my receipt. I'm going in. So he's trying to look at the guy behind me. He's going, oh, I know you. We told you before you can't come in here. And he did look like a homeless dude. He was chasing him out of the yeah, store. Dude. He was chasing him out of the store. I told you um, I was I was there during like last year at college. <sighs> and I walk in. And you know the Walmart by my college. Oh, my God. It's like it's, it's like they unload the crazy bus and they're all I would sitting tell, here. I would tell a girl not to go there alone at night just because there's so many. Night? I wouldn't even let them go there during the day by themselves. Because it's right by a bus depot. <sighs> and the bus depot is where all the literally homeless drug addicts are. I'm telling you. Your Walmart's fucking scary. Yeah. Like, I, I remember parking by the street one time. You look in, like, the little... The little grass patch. Okay. I spotted three needles. Like three oh, I syringes. Believe it. I believe And it. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I walk inside and literally there was a guy sleeping in the home section. I believe it. He was on he one was of, living He was Walmart. on one of those like half mock beds. The ones that aren't even big enough to lie yeah. fully That's on. That's like what's her name? She she did a movie about living in a Walmart. Yeah, but he wasn't even laying on a full bed. This man was laying on, like, he was painfully laying on a half bed. Yeah, but who has the balls to walk up to him and tap him? Not I. Hey, you got to get up. Let's he probably go. pulls out his shoe knife and it's just like, oh, no shit. Yeah. Straight razor. Carpenter's that's, knife. That's what I'm saying. And But also, I feel like people, it, people, I don't know, maybe they shit on Walmart too much, but it's definitely worrisome. And well, um, what, what's were other crowds there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, the but also I are. forgot to say um, the reason why I originally talked about this. This child ran up and down the produce section, and it was the snottiest child I'd oh. ever seen. And, and his, they're touching everything. His mom was like one of those beaten down moms who was like fucking. You could tell she was like, <laughs> she's oh at man, it. she's she, at she it. She needs another kids movie to come out so she can just take three hours off. Yeah. She she's always on the clock. So she was like dazed and confused, picking out like <laughs> yeah. asparagus. And poor little Johnny's rubbing up and down He's the aisles. Fucking and then sprinting, she's touching everything on the shelves. Yeah. And you know, in the back of her mind, she's going, "Somebody can take Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Johnny anymore." He squeezed, dude. This kid squeezed. I was going there to get tomatoes. Yeah. He squeezed a tomato, dude. Oh, that's just. I so was wrong. like, "Are you fucking?" Don't touch the produce. And it makes you question. Yeah, but you don't touch the produce. It makes you that. question it. Well, that's the reason when I go to the produce, I never take anything like down here. You never take anything that somebody can readily grab in front of them. If you're going to take produce, you got to struggle to grab. Yes, you got to go all the way up over the top, like you're, you're back here. I think you move the top ones, and then you take a couple. So, like your fucking cliffhanger, you just reach. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm Stallone from Cliffhanger. I'm reaching all the way to the back of the fruit. Can get these normie vegetables, bro. No, you, you don't grab anything. No low-lying fruit. You never do that. You always want to take stuff. You never. Nothing sitting in the open air. I am like Larry David a little bit. That's fucking dope. 
Yeah. Because when I go grocery shopping, that's what I'll do. And I'll like, I'll like go through. People look at me because I'm going through the cucumbers. And speaking, on the top. speaking of tainted vegetables. Tainted vegetables. Did you hear this story about Chipotle? <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting on my computer, and how many advertisers are we going to just never fucking hear? From? Oh, dude, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm gonna hit all the brands. We're never ever. We do like Monster. Hey, though. I love Monster. I love Dollar Shave Club. Chameleon. I like purple mattresses. I like Casper mattresses. Chameleon cold brew coffee. Yeah, there's Send tons of brands. I like Starbucks. Here's the thing, though. Chipotle fucking kills people, bro. Like four people dead ass. People Are you love serious? Ch- Chipotle's great, right? But like four people have died. Mason goes there all the time. Four people have died from viruses they've gotten. And this most recent. And this most, there was a coli norovirus. Oh, wrong. Which uh, Mason has. It, it's noro. 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 Yeah, I think it's, it's norovirus. Noro, yeah. Thank you for and, playing. Yeah, I was going to say, got it right the first time, <laughs> so don't correct me. So, um, Mason actually had the norovirus, and his roommates thought that they got it I remember from this. Chipotle. Yeah. And the thing is, that was, was that's when the outbreaks mind. of Nora were going on. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people, people died. Yeah. People legitimately died. No, you do. You, you, and you hold nothing. this good. most recent strain, 700 people got sick at Chipotle. Are you serious? 700. And it's because they have that uh, non-processed, non-preservative vegetables. And it's because when you get fresh vegetables, yeah, you gotta there's wash always the a risk. You got to wash them thoroughly. You got to wash the hell out of them. And plus, with like the lettuce they use and the meat they use, if if a little bit of that meat is not one cooked through properly, one piece of that chicken, like we not said, done right. one piece of that chicken's not done correctly, everything's fucked, bro. Yeah. Now everyone that's you know true. has salmonella, bitch. Everybody's it, they're puking out of both ends, and that's the problem with no, Chipotle. Everyone loves their food, but it makes everyone under the sun sick. And I my friends, get over that. I literally sent my friends the link, and they're like, "We're still going." Really? They're We're still going to go. They're all in. So is um, so is Mason. Mason goes there constantly. I went there with him the other it. day. I'm like, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. I didn't get food there. I will get Panda. You know, it's one of the few ones I go. Panda I Express that. is a, I don't think it's the same kind of place as a Chipotle. No. Chipotle's kind of for that, like, yeah, I want to be. One's Chinese, one's Mexican. But go ahead. No, but I was saying, like, Chipotle's like a health, <laughs> almost like a health restaurant. No, but. You can get you can get healthy. Food yeah, sure. From- you can get healthy options at McDonald's. It doesn't mean that they're known for it. Wow. I and I wasn't saying Mickey D's. Another. No. Are we, dude. Are we going? Okay. For no. 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 That's not me. No. Saying that a restaurant's not known for something is not shitting on them. McDonald's is so great at what they do, making <laughs> greasy food for wasted people. And people who are sad on the inside. (laughs) Sad on the inside. That's their job. And they kill it every time. Every time I'm... Okay, you're not going to like to hear this. Every time Uh, I'm drunk and go to McDonald's. Really? 10 out of 10. I'm so proud. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Every time. I'm like, you did it again, McDonald's. Uh, My my credit to the show. If you're going to drink, why not just not eat McDonald's? Okay, when... In an ideal make better, universe, make a better okay, choice. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna take shots and then eat fucking quinoa, dude. Wow. You got me. Really? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think twice about putting that ten dollars in the account. Wee! Yeah. No. Yeah. You're gonna get. I'm gonna get that kale, dude. Yeah. I can't wait for well, mom to listen to this episode. <laughs> you gotta do it to him. Really? You gotta be real with the babies, dude. The insomniacs listening know the deal, dude. <sighs> yeah. I can't lie. I, I, I can't. Now, to be honest, when was the last time I had McDonald's? It's got to be years. Yeah. 
But Panda Express is along that same kind of line, though. They're known for, like, sugary sweet chicken. It's really delicious. Uh, I do like their... But if you look at the nutrition foods. facts, your eyes will just turn like Tom and Jerry and blow out of your head and smoke will become... Depending out. on what you pick. Depending on what you pick. Well, yeah. That's like saying uh, you go to, like... Um, what's a restaurant that everyone would know of? Because uh, we, we live in the South, so I'm trying Long to think horns? of... Yeah, that's like if you go to, like, a Longhorn Steakhouse and you get, like, fish and rice. It's like, that's a healthy meal. Right. But that's not necessarily, like, that's, like, the one healthy meal on Longhorn's menu. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) No, dude! Why do you keep doing that? Because you have to know what people are known for and you have to, like, don't be surprised. Why do you got to shit all over everybody's everybody's parade? I think it's a good thing. Just don't do that. You can be unapologetically you. And still, like, not be shitting on something and calling them out for, like, what they I are. I guess. I don't know, man. I just I just think it – I mean, it's okay whatever they, they have on the menu. You just make better choices. <laughs> You're right. The health-conscious McDonald's yeah. goers, they get that primo salad and they're like, this is what I came for. I used to get a Wendy salad. It blows me away, honestly, though, that, like, the McDonald's caved. That oh, they, they were had like, to. They, they had were to. like, it's time – to just put, they literally have like health smoothies. What's like, dude? We see like there's 42 grams of sugar in the smoothie. Oh yeah, you're not fooling anyone. Well, how many carbs too? It's like 58 carbs. And then, or and then you look at like uh, their salads and all that, and it's like, why do they have these on the why menu bother? at all? Why, why bother? bother? That's true. You're at McDonald's, bro. Yeah. There's there are other, like there are places that you can go like salad places. Chipotle is one of those Crispers. things. Crispers is go to Chipotle. You can literally there. just get like. I hear it's great. They'll just pile up meat for you at Chipotle. They don't pile it up. It's okay. I wasn't overly enthused when I went over here. I've had a steak bowl before. It's not terrible. Not terrible? Eh, not feeling it. I'm not a rice guy. I used to be a rice guy. Oh, I'm not a rice guy either. So what do you get in it? I get uh, meat and onions. Oh, okay. And lettuce. Wow. I'm very creative. There you go. I got the palate of a fucking goat, dude. <laughs> you know what's up. I was telling my friends, man. It's crazy. Because I can go anywhere and pretty much get like... You know, anything, and it'll be like, oh, 10 out of 10. Would try again. What, you think I'm more particular than that? Yeah, I think you're way particular. <laughs> you're the guy that wraps a cup on a table. Ice. Okay, Ice. no, no, no. Make sure my drinks are here. I know. I have I have uh, certain views on service. Yes, you do. Which I'm sure waiters would not enjoy. No, they wouldn't. And you know what the funniest part is about that? What? Have you ever been a waiter? No. Have you ever been a, a service person? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no worked no, in no, hospitality? No, no, no. no. Uh, what? Okay, what? Did you wait on the public? No. That's not service. You were, no, you're saying the service industry. Yeah, but you didn't cook. You didn't wait on people. There's a big difference there. Okay, here's what I'll say about serving. I think that when you have – some people tip the same percentage no matter what. Yeah. And that's fine. That's a value. That's a viable path. I'm not. I'm not I was saying that's. Well. I'm not saying that's bad. However, I prefer to go the alternate route, not under tipping like a dick all the time. No. But I have. I don't think you should. I have feast or famine tipping. So my man, if you're a great server, you're getting an enormously large tip. Like I've given, like when the service is amazing, I've given like thirty, thirty-five percent sometimes. That's right. When I go with my friends, because I'm like, this was sick. Yeah. But on the flip side, yeah, if you suck, like when uh, me and my friends went to Steak and Shake and didn't get waited on for a literal hour. Another advertiser, thank you. And the, okay, well, to be fair, on to be else. fair, it was two in the morning. I know. 
Again. <laughs> I'm so proud. Uh, uh, to be fair, it was two in the morning, but a legitimate hour had passed before a guy like looked out of the kitchen and was like, "Fuck, there are people here," and was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was staring at the grill, <laughs> just moseyed on out. He was he like, SpongeBob playing in his head. He's like, "My staring bad. at the fucking grill." <laughs> My bad, guys. How you doing? And I'm like, "Bro, Mr. Grabsburger." And and I think that that's a way I like doing it that way because it rewards good behavior and it shows rewards could be a good boy. You said you could. What is this tip? What is a tip then? No, it's 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 a, a, a gratuity. Is, it's a gratuity for giving yeah good service. You're showing your gratitude for the service they performed. Well, it's scary. So if they performed the bad service or underperformed. I think it's perfectly fine to give a less than satisfactory tip. It's really hard for me not to give an appropriate tip. If the pe- it's really hard. There are also caveats to that. If the place is packed, obviously I'm not going to be a huge cock about it. Where I'm like, oh, he wasn't <laughs> waiting on my hand and foot because the place is packed. He has yeah, 20 no. tables that he has to focus on. No, not twenty. They're not. They're not stacked up that high. It's being hyperbolic. <clears throat> I know, but the, thank you though. The, the thank only, you though. The only problem I have is is when you hear him. You, you, you know, you you go to use the restroom, you come back, and you're on your way back, and they are usually at the at the kiosk, facing away from you, or they're talking to somebody. You can hear them saying, "Well, fuck them. They're not going to be great tippers on table eight. I just know they're they're going to suck." And it might not be you, but it could be your server talking about another table, and you thinking to yourself, "Man," but they really do that. They they judge people on what they order. They got a good point, though. or what they're. Drinks are sometimes whether they're going to be tipping okay. Sometimes waiters <laughs> know because especially when I go with my friends, we're all we're all college kids. Yeah. So when they're like, "Oh, yeah, you're yeah. all on separate checks," they're like, "Fuck!" Like you can <laughs> tell, like when we're like, "Yeah, we're all on separate checks." So like, how many, God how, damn how, it. how many guys are there and you're on separate checks? Oh fuck! Like ten? Are you serious? You fucks can't just throw some people in together. Got to do them dirty, dude. Then why are so you all we'll, sitting ten? We'll, we'll you're not roll. sitting ten people at a table though. Um, yeah, it depends. It depends. Uh, Sometimes we have gone and literally broke that bitch down, rolled deep, rolled in the cool. deep like Adele. That's not cool. And we'll be on like all separate checks. They're getting like, and it does suck for them. I'm not going to lie. Being a waiter is a hard job. It's, I it's never a said it was easy. Job. And while I am feast or famine, I think I'm pretty fair. Sometimes you're fair. Some of your skills are a little harsh. Well, some of my skills, well, because if the place is packed, I'm kind of like. I always think of it like you ever watch the third rock from the episode where Dick, he has the money stack sitting on the table. That's literally he puts where, uh, he puts <laughs> he puts like fifty dollars on the table, uh, and and he drinks his drink and he's sitting there and he stares there and she walks by and he takes a couple dollars off and puts it in. His yeah, shirt. he tells the waiter at the beginning of the this, dinner, <laughs> "This is your tip." <laughs> the, the choices you make tonight will either so ha- have me adding That's a dollar or, or removing a dollar. dollar. That's so funny. That's so so she'll, she'll like uh, – she'll recommend something and it'll just take $5 off the table yeah. real quick. And if you haven't seen that episode, it might be on YouTube. You it's have, so funny. It is the funniest fucking thing and it so sucks. Because that's how people, I think, are in their head. I mean, Dick literally does it on the table in front of him. Yeah. But people keep that shit in their head. And you know that's what a waiter or waitress is thinking sometimes. But I mean, that's just great fucking writing on that show. Yeah. Would you, If you're a waiter, would you want a steady rate all the time or giant tips when you perform well? Uh, the lazy person will want the same tip every time. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, if, if you suck – 
and you have a choice between a performance or getting half of what your standard is, you're going to give me 12% no matter what the fuck I do. I could pee in a cup and you're still going to give me 12%. I'm, I'm going to take 12%. But if you're one, it's... <laughs> If you're one of those people that are overachievers, sure, you're going to want a great tip because, I mean, we just went on vacation. There are some places in Orlando I I would never go back there again. I still gave 20% and you were there. You know that. But there were some places where we gave over 20% where the service was just incredible. I remember once uh, me and my friends went out to lunch near my college. Yeah. And the service was so good that I didn't have the change proper to tip him like – how much I wanted to tip him. I want to give him something crazy like a $10 tip for like an $18 or like a $15 thing because it was like literally that good. Like we were taking Food care of Food was so good. Nicely. Everything was done. So good. I went back to my dorm room to get the money to go back and tip him. Are you serious? Yeah, because I'm like that's that's how much I appreciate when they do so their job well. did you leave anything on the table and then left and came back and gave more money? Yeah. I was like, here, man, it was wow. great. Wow. Because that's, dude, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not a dick about it. I don't know, But there's man, sometimes when I'm like, it's like Gone Girl. I'm like Ben Affleck. I look up and I'm like, where the fuck did the waitress go? Yeah. She's just gone. She's scattered no, to the fucking true. wind. And then I have to literally track her down like I'm Liam Neeson and taken. <laughs> like, where is she? Where is she? I have a particular set of skills. I'm thirsty. You know, like fucking, like <laughs> I why? I can't say it right now. It's so, it's so fucking, it's, it, 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 I get that it's hard, but come on. No, I know. It's a thankless business. You know, I did it for a long time when I was in college. I'll never do it again. Do you want to talk about something controversial now? <laughs> now that we've not talked about controversial things. I, I could, Can I give, give one first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just was on Twitter last night and social media, and Disney is standing by their firing of James Gunn. Really? They defended it? They defended it and said they're not hiring him back. That was as of last night because I know we talked about how – I get it a little bit. About how Batista came out first and then you said everybody signed a letter. Yeah, they all signed an open letter to Disney. Chris uh, Pratt did come out and say on 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 a social media reference, uh, he's extremely uh, tense and uncomfortable about the whole situation, which for him to do that is immense for because this is the guy is – He's so He's one of the biggest stars right now. Though. Yeah, but he's so noncommittal. I can kind of see why him and Anna Ferris broke up because the can't dude can't, pl- no. he can't commit Anna to Ferris. shit. Anna Ferris. I just said that. You said Anna Kendrick. No, I said Anna Ferris. Just we can roll back that fucking movie. Roll back the team. But here's the thing. I, I think you're way too hard on him. I am. When, think about if you asked Will Smith to take a political stance. He would never do that. He would that. never do that. He would he's never too do big that. of a star. You're, you're right about that. So then you're telling Chris Pratt to make this big political stance on whether or not to get rid of James Gunn or not. That's but, not his call. But, and plus, he's going to polarize his audience. I know, but he That's is a terrible part, idea. Part of the reason Chris Pratt is as big as he is is yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. He so owns wait, part of so his So because someone fame. gave you a big break, you're yes. beholden to them. You owe them something you're, for that. No, you're beholden to them wholly, and you must follow them into the darkness. You owe so let's say, something. So let's say James Gunn... I already didn't like the jokes he made, but let's go further and say... Oh, I hate the jokes let's go, let's go was, fr- but, but Let's go further and say he let, said... Well, let me finish what I'm saying. <sighs> Okay. Let's say he goes further and says unspeakable things, indefensible things. Would you want Chris Pratt to follow him into the dark and be like, James Gunn gave me my shot? Was it a stand-up routine? I support, no. Let's just say it was a p- joke, but it was wholly inappropriate and not funny at all. It, was it a stand-up? But he says it's in jest. In a stand-up routine. It wasn't in a stand-up routine when he tweeted it. 
It's no longer in a stand-up routine when you tweet an isolated tweet. If he tweeted a video of him doing stand-up, Dad, that's one thing. But I him know. tweeting it is completely different. That's, that's not stand-up. Dan Harmon. That's oh Dan Harmon. Yeah, it was yeah. a sketch. That was, was a sketch, sketch from a show, and that's yeah. why I think it's uh much easier he to forgive deleted. him. He deleted his freaking. But nobody much, went after him. Too, much easier God. to forgive him than James going to tweet these yes, things out of context. It was a skit. But and it was, would you it was want? Skit. Would you want Chris Pratt to follow him into the dark? Defend him until the very end, even if it cost him yeah, his whole career. Yeah, but we're not talking about him shooting somebody or doing that. You're taking this so far. Would you want him to, though? Yeah, but we haven't gone that far. You just said, This though, was about, about a joke You just on Twitter. You just said, though. A totally inappropriate joke. Uh, uh, something so horrible you shouldn't joke about. But, unfortunately, he's a stand-up comedian at that time, six or seven years ago, and he made that fucking joke. You just said, though. That he was beholden to James Gunn for, for his break, absolutely for a star, first break, and I, I he agree. owes him something. He does. So I'm trying to find where's the line. Uh, how far does Chris Pratt have to follow James Gunn on everything he says? I think that's so ridiculous that he gives him a business. I'm fine for saying that you owe a little bit of loyalty, a little I'm, bit, no, just a little. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. A little with bit that. of loyalty. Yeah, but is he I as don't big think, of a name as I he is not without think, the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but that's not the point. The point is, oh, just because dude. someone... Really, okay. So He's cashing checks because of him. Let, Are you kidding me? Okay, let me give you another example, okay. right? Kevin Smith. We're a huge fan of Kevin Smith, right? Huge fan. Guess who gave him his big break with distribution? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Absolutely. Do you want him to defend Harvey Weinstein? Is he beholden to defend yeah, Harvey Weinstein? Those are two, that's an apple and an orange. I'm asking you. Both... Both one's pieces a, of fruit are bad. One's an extreme example. Both pieces of fruit are bad. One's an extreme example that's But those are two totally different pieces of fruit. But no, I won't even... T I'm not going to... Okay. You, I'll you answer cannot you. draw a parallel between I'll answer for two. you and I'll create a logical proof. Of course you wouldn't. What Harvey Weinstein did was indefensible, completely illegal. He deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life. Let me... Let, I'm painting the picture. Uh, um, but I'm not going to let that go without me saying something. Of course, yeah. It's a terrible picture. But James Gunn now says these crazy things. Are you really drawing a parallel between James Gunn and Harvey Weinstein? No, I'm drawing a oh. comparison Whew. to... I'm trying to determine where exactly you think stars should follow who give them... who How far they should support the what people who gave them their big far? break. No, because you said that... Since Chris Pratt got his big break, he wouldn't be nearly as popular without the Guardians no. of the Galaxy. Therefore, he has to go to bat for James Gunn unabashedly. I didn't say unabashedly. For the situation that we're talking yeah. about, about a joke from six years ago, knowing a joke, an inappropriate joke, a joke he made. Are you the same person now as you were six years ago? No. Okay. Should what you did six years ago be held against you today? Something you did you thought was funny is not is not funny. It's not should funny. it be held against should you? Should it be held against you? Um, that's difficult should, to say. You should, should definitely be responsible for the things absolutely. you say. You should apologize but for it. You, while acknowledging that you could have had some character growth within that time. So yes, you are beholden. Okay. For what you say, should should but you can say uh, that I've grown from that point. Okay. But it still doesn't change the fact that you said those things. It doesn't change it, but. Uh, let's say I say terrible things about... Um, Wait a minute. Don't go there, but go ahead. Let's say I say terrible things about Anything. a specific person. Okay. I say like... Um, uh, no, no. Insert, celebrity, insert celebrity here is a bad person. I okay. wish nothing but the worst for them. I hope they just roll over and die. Yeah. Right? He should get cancer. Yeah, he should get cancer. He you know, deserves... We've all heard that. On he years. deserves to die a painful death. I say something right, terrible right. like that. And you should never do that. Before. And then six years later, I'm like, oh, man, I'm such a... He gets cancer person. and he dies? Well, no, let's okay. just say I'm a... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, it comes out that, that I said true. that about this guy yes. that I had and, never met, and you I had put never it out had interaction with, and I'm like, out. oh, but yeah. I'm such a different person now. I've grown so much. Does it make it better what I said? No, I'm still responsible for uh, that. Yes, but people can acknowledge that I've grown with, from that time. So while I'm not the same person now, what I said still holds weight. Yeah, but I just don't think somebody. So we're time you death for you time we're giving, time wears away at the words you say. <laughs> All right, wow. Um, it's not, difficult, right? No, not for every word. But but see, y- y- you can't equate what people are saying. All right, you can't take things out of context, and I think that's there. That's the problem. Right okay, there. that's fair. Okay, I'm if against you, the firing of James Gunn. By the way, I know. I just feel like it's necessary to draw the bounds with which. Yeah, you but think- you can't. You have to take that situation. You have to look at it, analyze it, and go. Listen, is this someone that deserves a death sentence for his entire career? Uh, and then you look at it also and say to yourself, um, when did it happen? What was the situation? But I, okay. What was the situation? What did he say? Was it inappropriate? Where was he at? What was going on? Uh, how far did he go? And and then you have to turn around and you have to talk about the people uh, uh, that he put in that movie. Evidently, he handpicked that cast. And he wrote those movies. And he directed those movies. And they went on to be huge. He made uh, over... Over, I think, two, almost one half billion dollars for Disney. And all those careers for all those people really got a lot better. Their lives got better from that. And you got to say to yourself, all right, is, is it really appropriate to give somebody a death sentence for that specific instance? Do I agree with what he said? No. It was, it, it was a joke. It was inappropriate. But a death sentence? But I expect you to look at that situation and be like, even if you're against the firing of James Gunn, you can look at that and be like, he's putting Chris Pratt and the stars of Guardian of the Galaxy in a situation in a tough they, spot. they yes. do not deserve to be in. They yeah. did nothing to deserve being put in that I type understand of situation. That. Absolutely. And while I can respect what Dave Bautista is doing, he's risking quite a lot he by is. doing that. He he's is. risking his entire career. Absolutely. A very promising career. Yes. And I think that that's dangerous. And so for Chris Pratt, who's... Five times the start that Dave Batista is right now. I would agree with that. No salt to Dave Batista. I think he's no. a great guy. He's doing really well, but there are two different points in their career. But Chris Pratt is five times the star, and he's put in this position where it's unfair to him to have to put his foot down either side on that. And he's already know. voiced he's already voiced support for James Gunn. He's just not going to go out and come to bat for what he said. He's not. And I feel like that's not bad at all. He does not deserve that sort of undying loyalty. He was already loyal enough, I think. All just right. just signing off in the letter and giving his, um, let's say, tentative. I still haven't seen the letter. I look for it, by the he's way. He's giving his passive support. It's on Dave Batista's oh, okay. Instagram. Instagram, that's why I have I to can send it to you. But he, he's giving it his um, tacit support. I understand. I understand. Which is, I think, is uh, he's making what is owed. Well, I think... This is where especially, we're going to differ. But this is where we're going to differ. Pratt, you have to think, who is Chris Pratt? He's a father... He's a Christian, right? I understand that. And he has those values about protecting children. So it's very hard for him when James Gunn makes the joke he did for him to go, oh, James Gunn is here or I'm not doing the movie. Well, like I said, I just think he owed him just to go a little bit further. A little deference? A little more. That's all I'm saying. Am Am I saying he should walk off the set? No. Am I saying... All I'm saying is, should he do a Dave Batista? Very few people on this earth are ever going to do a Dave Batista. 
I think that's the, if, if I were probably in that situation, that's probably what I would do. Just because it's easy to say that, but then when you have the whole world staring at you, telling you you're going to walk off a set, and he probably makes a couple million dollars a picture. You walk away for a couple million dollars. I think he did a. He's doing some amazing. He's very loyal. He I, is I extremely that. loyal. That shows a lot about his character. Well, I mean, when I hear that, and you makes you think about what people do for other people. I mean, I was listening to Dak Shepard talk to Vincent DeFerio. D'Anafrio. I'm sorry. Thank you for playing. Pack your knives up and go. Uh, uh, Vincent De Niro. What? D'Anafrio. I'm De, sorry I'm saying yeah. wrong. D'Anafrio. Yeah, he's a fucking chameleon, man. Well, he was just in Jurassic World. That's yes. the reason I'm talking about it. He, he did Sinister. He's done uh, uh, the Death Wish. He's a host done of movies. Law and Order Criminal Intent is where we know him from. Uh, the world knows him from. Not I love it when he played that uh, neo-Nazi. Yes. Was that fire? Yep, fire. Not, it, wasn't, it wasn't the fire below, but I know that's with uh, Josh. Josh uh, Demel. Demel was in it, and that was. Uh, that was a good that fucking movie. That was actually movie. a pretty good movie. Vincent Nafrio is a giant swastika on, on his, his chest. chest. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> is. So over the top. He also played Kingpin in Daredevil. But uh, did the one thing I did not know about him, and I thought was pretty. You know, he's he is. Not just good friends with Ethan Locke. He's he's very good friends with Ethan Locke, but he's also uh, a, a lifelong friend, as he described it in the conversation with Matthew Modine. You know Matthew Modine from Vision Quest. From uh, he did uh, a couple of different anatomy movies. The band plays on. He, Matthew Modine was he in Gattaca? Uh, no, yeah, that's Ethan Locke. Okay, and fuck. It, it, thank you for playing. Yeah. But um. Now, Matthew Modine actually got cast in uh, – don't forget the name of the movie. Uh, fuck. The, the, the movie where there are – got to give me something. I'm sorry. It's the one where he's, he's the Vietnam with uh, Stan Lee, Kubrick's movie, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm -hmm. Thank you for playing. So Matthew Modine gets cast in Full Metal Jacket. Now, that's the movie that put Matthew Modine on the face of the earth. And he was running in lines with nobody other than Vincent D'Anafrio. Thank you for playing. i got to stop saying that. But anyway, so they're running lines. And Vincent's trying to help Matthew with his lines getting ready for the movie. And then Matthew turns to him and says, listen, there's a role in this movie I think you'd be perfect for. And if not that role, I think you'd be perfect to work in this, in this movie. If you make a videotape, I'm going to make sure Stanley Kubrick gets it. I'll tell you how to do it. That creepy fuck, dude. He'll watch it. But here's the scary part. Did you know how many tapes Stanley Kubrick looked through to cast that movie at the time? Because VHS was everything. He had over a thousand tapes to look through. Now, a lot of people know this. The Full Metal Jacket movie where Vincent actually played – he played the guy who shot himself. This is my weapon and this is my gun. Do you remember him in that mm -hmm. movie? Well, that role, he'd have no acting career without that role. He, he's even said that. That role is – everybody remembers two people from that movie, the drill sergeant and him. And, and, and he was Private Pyle and that's what they used to make fun of him. So Matthew Modine made sure that his movie, his, his, his audition tape got to Stan, Stanley Kubrick and he picked him out of a thousand tapes to do that role. And that basically ignited his whole career. And he always goes back to the fact of saying that he'll be a lifelong friend. Simply because he did that for him. But the funny part was is 
he said that, well, that's Matthew Modine. He's always been that guy. That's the guy he is today. And I wouldn't have a career without him. And I thought there's moments like that in, in people's lives where they're always going to look back and say, you know what? And, and I know you're saying how much do you owe a person? Sometimes we don't pay enough tribute to the people who give us a little nudge in a certain direction. And sometimes people will look away from that nudge they get and they're like, you know, thanks but no thanks. You know what I mean? I, I did it here on my own. A little apathetic. Yeah, because you wouldn't have gotten that part. You wouldn't have gotten that role. You wouldn't have been as famous as you are. Uh, the movie took off and if you weren't in that vehicle, it wouldn't have be the star who you are because everybody knows you, you you have a better chance of hitting by lightning than you do being successful or having a career in Hollywood for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just how I feel. That's the reason when I, I hear stuff like that and it happens quite a bit, you know, we don't hear about it all the time, but when you hear something like all these guys, I mean, I mean, except for I am Groot. I mean, there's really, come on, man. I mean, him, Bradley Cooper, the two voice actors. You mean Vin Diesel? Bradley Cooper. Yeah, you said I am Groot. Yeah, and Vin Diesel. Yeah. Well, except for those voice actors, everybody else really got more famous from being in that movie. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, So you still don't think you owe him anything? I think you owe him a lot, but I don't know if you're supposed to. You know, step in front of the bus. It's tough, man, because one of your friends goes up into flames. You couldn't make that ultimate sacrifice and be like, look, dude, till the end. Like, you could pull a Dave Bautista, but like, till the end, till the end of the line, we're going to go. But the problem with that is, man, it's fucking tough. Because in Hollywood's a business where if you're on the outside looking in, it can be damn near impossible to make it back inside. Yeah. Once they they push you out. Once they push you out. So... It's it's definitely I understand why Dave Bautista made the decision he did, but I also understand why Chris Pratt made the decision he did. Here's a question. Yeah. Does he work again in Hollywood? Um if, somebody if else if he retracts what he said and he goes he already to the did. next movie. No, yeah. Dave Bautista. Oh, oh no, James no. Gunn, you're James Gunn? About? Yeah, probably. Dave Bautista's gonna work again. James Gunn, people are waiting to snatch him up for other projects. See, that's the part that's the part I just it blows my mind. Uh, but the scary part is you got to remember too. Hollywood's being bought up, not in not in sections, in blocks. Plus, you have to remember also multi uh, mega companies. You also have to remember too that Hollywood's a two way street. I mean, uh, friendships is a two way street. So James Gunn, okay. if he was also uh, Dave Bautista's friend, and he saw like, look, I see what you're saying. James Gunn could look and say like, look, I know for a fact. I talked to the Disney executives. I I'm talked done. to the Marvel executives. Don't do it. I'm done. Yeah. There's no way I'm getting back in this picture. Save your career, man. We're okay. I saw what you did for me. Get back on the bus. Friendship is a two-way street like that. I understand what you're saying. So if he saw that Dave Bautista was just literally sacrificing himself for nothing, right? Don't fall on a grenade, man. Yeah. I, I think that's perfectly fine. No, I understand. I I do see what you're saying. I never I'm just thought trying to of it cover like this from all sides. No, and I didn't see that side of it. You're right. He, he, James Gunn could go to him and say, "Listen, I'll fall on the grenade by myself. I'm gonna get I'm gonna be job. okay. I have other projects. I'm okay. Dude, just go do the movie. Do do what you're great at. Take the paycheck. And I'll and, tell all the executives that you're doing it just because you're a great friend. You're, you're a great loyal. friend, and he he's a loyal actor to the end, and he he'll act. The same way toward your company as he does toward me. And and I did not look at it that way. And that's true too. James Gunn could go the other way with that if he was a really great friend too. And I never thought about that. That's true. 
That's a really good point. I feel like it's a thing that a lot of people don't take into account. No. When, when you're surrounded in controversy, like, say I was involved in a huge controversy yeah. for calling out multiple brands on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never advertise with us ever. And we had a bunch of other podcast friends that were like, look, man... I, I yeah. love having you on as a guest, but, but right now I can't really be associated yeah. with your toxic. Because five out of the uh, the last eight ones you named advertise with us. It and would they don't suck. Want you on. Yeah. It would suck. No, no. But I to mean, a certain extent, really I'd point. be like, all right, dude, I get it. Yeah. Now, if there's some diehard friends and they still don't have me, that'd be cool. Because, you know, remember um, this happened with Anthony Cumia when he had those racist tweets and got fired from Sirius. Um, half no, his yeah. friends kept him. Half his friends dropped him. Yeah. And he pretty much said that's how it went. So, like, his brother, Artie Lang, a couple of those guys from the original Opie and Anthony show stuck with him. Right. But Opie was like, all right, see you see later. later Toot the fucking loo, dude. Yeah. Well, and is Opie still on Sirius? He you is. Know? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I think that that's... Yeah, I mean... That's usually how it goes in these times of crisis. And, it will. And whether or not you get bitter and resentful about the people who didn't come... Solely and completely to your aid, and was willing to go down with you. I mean, that—that's your They'll choice. Remember that. They'll remember that. You also have that choice. Like that's what I would say. If like there were some friends where it's like, look, man, I'm in a precarious spot right now in my own professional career. I really can't be associated with this. I'd be like, look, man, it's all right. But I would definitely keep both eyes open around that person if I made it back to the top. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a hard lesson for you to learn. I mean, some people, like we already said, right after that happened in James Gunn, they deleted their whole Twitter account. I mean, literally. James Gunn deleted their whole Twitter? No, no. I mean, other actors just decided to get off social media completely. Oh, deleted all their old tweets, account. They deleted everything. Because especially now when one tweet can fucking end you. Yeah. And we're starting to see people. I sweat. We've had this discussion. Yeah. We've had this discussion. We're starting fair. to see people get banned off Twitter, and it's a little frightening. But I've always been the of the mind, pretty controversially, that you know, if if something I say comedically is going to sink me, then you know, I'll work as an electrician. <laughs> It'll all be Gucci. No, I'm, uh, you have to be so careful in this. Day yeah, age. but the thing is, uh, as long as you some scary shit. What if I? Uh, I always say this. And when we were talking about the Twitter thing and why people are getting banned and all this, I said, as long as you take everyone's considerations into account and you're fair to both sides when you're making fun of something, I, I think it's completely fine and no one's going to get offended. I know. As long as you bring up both sides of the argument. Yeah, but you know That's why I wanted to deal with James Gunn because I, I think there are people who are calling for his head that are not completely unwarranted. And, and, and we wanted to – no, they're not unwarranted. Because no. when, when I am, I'm taking my kids to see Guardians of the Galaxy and they're reading articles, my 11-year-old or 12-year-old is like, yeah. what did James Gunn say yeah. about little kids? Like, what? Oh, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. And, and you're, you're right about that too because uh, what you, some of the things you I did say – I disagree with those people, but – I know. I know. But, I mean, you can see both sides of it, but I just go to the point that it was so long ago. So long ago. That's the part that it really, I think – uh, made it really bizarre. And and Disney hemming hard about it. I mean, this has been going on for six, eight weeks now. You know, we wanted to talk about it before, but I thought it was just too radioactive. I still, I'm nervous about talking about it now, to be honest with you. But um, I just really think that um, when they made that announcement today, they're done. Disney's done. They're not going to backpedal. 
watch tomorrow that they'll say they'll hire him. But, uh, you yeah. know, as of last night. And if you guys, I'd actually be really interested in hearing this. Yeah, what like, do you when think? We do, when we do, like, uh, MMA episodes or, uh, like, episodes like this where we get into a topic a lot, I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Let us know. And I'll honestly, I'll respond to any comment. I'll make that claim right now. Yep. If you guys want to comment about it, I'll respond to it. Even if Cameron doesn't like it, and he has. Even, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We get some comments yeah. on, um, on our last MMA I, watch party. I was I like, oh, shit. But he was right. I was salty. I was literally just yeah. salty because your the fighters, fighters I liked lost. lost. Yeah. But um, to talk about an even more controversial topic. Yeah. Chris Hardwick was just re-removed, wasn't he? Oh, dude, this is so radioactive. He was re-removed. Re-removed? Yeah, didn't he get re-removed? He, like, left his show. He got signed back to when, the talking show. When did shows. this happen? I'm pretty sure he got signed back as the host and then, like... Today? Just, no, like, in the past week. No, um, he was just on Talking Dead uh, Oh, he Sunday. was? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, he got reinstated. We don't have to get into that. That one scares me even more than James Gunn. That one, that one is very polarizing. Oh my god, that is so frightening. That god. was because um, I'm getting nervous. Me too is a movement that I think. Oh, dude. No, no, no. Oh, dude. No, no, no. don't worry. Oh, okay. don't worry. Me too. I think is a movement oh. that is uh, has been all, like almost oh. all good for Hollywood. I don't think that there have been a lot of witch hunts in the Me Too movement. I'm just gonna be honest. I really think that it's so been nervous. primarily for the good in Hollywood. I know, so nervous. That being said, though, anytime you're in the court of public opinion, it's really dangerous. This this topic is, it is fucking atom bomb. It's an and age it's forcing bomb right and it's forcing everyone to deal with uh, uncomfortable questions, and that's why I think you get visibly uncomfortable <sighs> because it's uncomfortable questions with domestic abuse, with sexual assault. Cam, that really? Being We're going to do this? No, no. I'm going to... Uh, don't worry. Uh, Holy you know, shit. I'm just talking about it. And I feel like a lot of people are finally having to deal with uncomfortable stuff about this topic. And especially in Hollywood where they had this culture, the, the casting couch culture and all that. They're finally getting exposed and having to work through these problems. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. The whole... Harvey Weinstein thing is was long overdue, and and everybody else doing their own bullshit to people is long overdue, and they needed to be fucking thrown out, and things have to change. But this topic is radio fucking active. That's I a mean, good point. There's some shit going on right now on that show. When he came back, something like ten people walked off when they reinstated him, investigating reinstated. There were t- there was a producer and and line people. Fuck, really? Yeah, they walked. I off. didn't even know it was that much of a. It, I'm telling you, it 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 just just happened Sunday. He came back, made a tearful thank you, uh, and and the woman who actually was going to take his post and filled in for him at Comic Con uh, was on the couch talking about the latest episode, and she and he did this whole. Thing I saw it on Twitter. You can catch it if you want, but it is so radioactive, radioactive right now that that something uh, like a, a associate producer or producer and multiple other staff members walked off. They quit, quit the show because he came back, you know. And and his old Nerdist podcast. If you go on social media, they reinstated his name back on. But they also put line tweets, and you know what those are, threads. And right next to the threads, right next to his name, they put uh, domestic abuse and and counseling hotline threads 
tacked to the the thing that he's back. Fuck. And in the thing, they talked about what I just said. So this topic, it's scary. I got goosebumps right now. It's 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 stuff that is. It's it's beyond. It's it is a sniper bullet to the back of the head right now. It is that bad, and and not bad in a good way. People are fucking animals that have been doing this to other people in the you know in the business. But this is one of those topics, man. I mean, this just literally happened Sunday, you know. Yeah. And and he gave- plus the whole Me Too movement forced us to, <sighs> to think about Louis C.K. jerking off way more oh than he wanted to. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm just you're saying, talking about that. It got me th- like I was like, great. Now I have to picture his pasty body naked again. Uh-huh. Isn't that what his stand-up's about? Which made it that much more gross when he was like, because he talked you know about what somebody- he talked about <laughs> masturbating in an inordinate. Inordinately amount. amount, Yes. And and here's the scary part about that. I just saw something in the news the other day that one of his Hey hey, just stay while I beat it. One of his just stay till I finish. Either his managers or one of his production (laughs) companies. Oh my goodness. One of his production companies actually said (laughs) they're actually they actually Yikes. Approached the topic of him coming back to work, which I know. And they really? said, you know what they actually said? And and uh, I could be getting this wrong. And like I said, this is what Damn. I got off social media that it's up to him. I know. I cringe. Yikes, cringe. Dude. Uh, and this is, is going on daily. I mean, they're, they're, this is a scary topic. And it deserves to be scary because a lot of people were abused and taken advantage of. And but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think it's horrible. good that although it's uncomfortable, but more people are talking about it than so ever. Nervous. Yeah, it's just a frightening topic, though, guys. It's just if you say the least inappropriate thing, it'll be taken out of context. Out of context, click a snippet. That's the part that scares me. That, to be honest with you, and Cameron knows this, I don't mind talking about it. This out of context thing is what. Well, they'll, scares they'll take me. a ten-second clip. That's within it. Within an hour-long conversation. No kidding. Well, I mean, we've been sitting here, and, I, 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 and I've done. And you make a joke going, "It's another PSA," but literally. Afterwards, we constantly go, either it's rumored or we'll say, listen, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying this was a good movement. It had to happen. These people were being terrorized. And I'm glad it happened. It's going to clean up and change a lot of things. And, again, that's what scares me. There's Someone's going to come in and go, clip, and then your life's over. No, you're joking. You're laughing, but it, that's what happens. It's it's scary. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, Casey Affleck just put a tweet out that he apologized again. I mean, he surfaced again to, to make an apology. These, you know, and, and who knows just how much is going to be taken back, or people are going to be allowed to talk about it. But uh, it's still too soon. It's still too soon. There's still there's. Too many, too much abuse has happened, in my opinion. I mean, Har- Harvey Weinstein, he he's he's in criminal court. Uh, they just filed charges against him for sex trafficking. Do you understand what that means? <laughs> he could be actually go to jail for life. Yeah. Okay. They're Dude, fun. you remember when Ashley Life Kutcher's charity had like one of the largest sex trafficking busts? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he worked with like Interpol. That's what his charity does. They stop sex trafficking. Oh, good for him. So does the Wayne Foundation. It has to do with uh, Kevin Smith. But for a point for a point of brevity, uh, are we going to try and get back to a little bit of lightness here? Yes. Fuck. We can talk about how I don't know what's happening with Hollywood. 
What? But some of these movies coming out, I seriously wonder if they're going to profit at all. Because oh, if you, you guys have you guys been following our social media and uh, our our Instagram and Twitter especially, yeah. we've been tweeting out the box office scores for I these movies that. that have been released, and you'll see like Mission Impossible hugely successful, oh my God. guaranteed to get another sequel to how much money that fucking yeah. movie made. But at the same time, you see movies like Christopher Robin that had a seventy million dollar budget, yeah, seventy million bucks for a live action Winnie the Pooh movie. Hey, yep. guess what? No one's going to see that. No, it's not making money. Sorry, I had oh, to, I had to get animated. Did you, did you look at You it? can look at it now, but... And then the there was the spy who dumped me. Yeah. Who also... I was like, look, dude. Outside, outside of people one. who love Justin Theroux and Mila Kunis, I'm one of them. Yeah. No one else is seeing that movie. Or maybe the girl from the Ghostbusters who's it's, fucking hilarious. She is the most talented woman in Hollywood. She'd be like one of the reasons I would go see it. But the, outside of those three actors, that movie's plot isn't really doing a lot for me. No, it's a $40 million budget. It's just made 10 days. It's it's since. So tweeted. Christopher Robin, you said? No, this or, is this uh, is the spy dummy. I mean, it, it How much has it made? Uh, $31 million as of a couple days ago. Uh, 10 days out, cost $40 million. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's not doing well. People overseas, $7 million, $24 million in the U.S. And it's, you know. And I, I worry, man, because I'm seeing all these movies and they're creative ideas for sure, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's so difficult to pitch these movies. And I'm like, how? Some of these movies, I'm like, what were they thinking? Yeah. And here's when the one you were talking about. You were talking about Christopher. Not to think too huge of a shit on them. Christopher like, Robin, 10 days out. I like pulling the 10-day number because usually they've actually really started getting close to double their money. So yeah. that's that's when people go, oh yeah, yeah. But Christopher Robin, like you said, it's a seventy million dollar budget. Only oh, made sixty two million in ten days. It's not looking good. A lot of people are wondering if that movie's ever going to be made again. But can I bring up one more? Yeah. I know you hate me doing statistics, and you you look at the clock one more time. I'm going to throw my cup. No, in no I was looking at myself. I'm very vain. Yeah, you and are. I got this fucking uh, brute. Like it's a fucking bruise from yeah. sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. And I look like the fucking elephant man. That's what it was. We won't say it was somebody's dick, but we're just. What do you today. mean? Yeah, dude, I got the fucking, I got herpes, bro. <laughs> just fucking dick slapping. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Louis, is that you? Is that? <laughs> oh, no. oh, see, <laughs> see, now we're gonna get in trouble. And I thought it was funny as hell. We're gonna get now, some letters. That's all. It's gonna be her. Okay. <laughs> so everybody knows that I love horror. So yes. We love horror movies here. Can't sleep, won't sleep. Massively. We initially wanted to make this all horror, all horror movie. Car it was podcast. going to be an initially an all but, horror podcast. But, you know, we just couldn't do that because we're idiots. So, <laughs> so Slender Man actually came out with a ten million dollar budget. Right now, five days out, it's fourteen million dollars worldwide. Very promising. But here's the scary part. Okay, it's not a true horror movie. Yeah, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. That's first difference. Second difference is. Would it have made more money if it wasn't PG-13? This is what we were talking about, man. Why are studios so fucking Explain afraid to me. of being R, dude? When I saw Slender Man was PG-13, I'm like, oh, shit. He's blinding the crowd. Fucking God. blinding the crowd. But I was like, I'm not going to see it now. When as soon as I saw it was PG-13. Because I'm like, dude, what? It's Slender Man. He's supposed to like, isn't he supposed to like kill children? Yeah. Isn't that? I'm like, I want to see. people to stabbing other people. If Insidious will do yeah. it. If if Sinister will do it, yep. why no, are they so afraid in Slenderman where it's literally the lore? 
Maybe it's mm-hmm. because of the the news story that happened where that chick actually sla- stabbed someone in. He, two girls l- lured another person into the woods and stabbed. Stabbed her to death. And that was in Michigan, I believe. And now two theaters will not be playing it in the town area. They won't be playing Probably it. Probably for the best. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to have some sympathy, some fam- the, uh, uh, you know, for the families of the kids that were injured. But here's the scary but part for fuck, me. Man. It's and we're seeing that more and PG-13. more. Uh, the Meg. Is PG yes! and I, I was mean, like, "This is a shark movie. Why is he just gonna swallow everyone I don't whole?" Fucking know. If Piranha 3D was R, why can't the Meg? Piranha be? 3D was should have been NC seventeen, dude. There were so so much. many nipples in that movie. They were more than nipples. Needless, in needless film. nipples. Like oh a woman God, was cut was in half with a wire, and of course she had to have her top knocked off before that. Oh I'm like, my, yeah, yeah. I was and like, this is egregious. Well, I mean, the scary part is the Meg cost 130 million dollars. Already, only three days in release, just this last weekend, $140 million. Oh, yeah. You want to know why? It's a monster movie. It's a monster movie. People get off on monster Dave, movies. Right I, I am the idiot. I will get in line. Oh, yeah, I know. I've watched uh, five too many bad Sasquatch movies <laughs> because you're addicted. <laughs> I love them. So I'll have to watch. Oh, was that a Squatch? Now I did want to many How many independent films are we going to watch where it's just going to be a guy who should not be in a movie? Yeah. He's clearly not in shape enough to be out in the woods, no. and he's like, was that a Squatch? And then just gets his leg broken. I gotta see the man. I want to go see the man. Yeah, remember that was that was big, big legend. Big legend. Oh my god, that was such a good movie. God, I know you hated it. I made you and your little brother watch it with me. It was just fucking awful, but I loved it. But did you hear this thing about the nun? What? Please Um, tell me it's R. I don't know the reason. I'm gonna fucking bust. I'll look that up in a minute. But here's the funny part. Now what they did is they did a 30 second clip, and you can see this clip. On our Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep Twitter, it was the 30-second clip that YouTube just banned from their network. What? Yeah. What they actually did is they put the clip on YouTube, and when people would click on the nun image, the sound would would go like it's going down or up and then back down. And just as it went back done, down, the evil nun's face pops on the screen and screams in your face. And it was frightening people. And yeah. frightening them exactly, but some people didn't appreciate that. Oh my so, god! So little f- kids on YouTube ruin I don't everything. Know. So by the way, if you're a little kid and you're viewing this podcast, how's it going, little buddies? <laughs> I appreciate you <laughs> yeah. very much. Like, Subs- like, like, subscribe and hit the bell button like, for like, notifications. Like. Yeah. Anyway, so, what were you so, saying? Uh, <laughs> they banned it. They banned a 30 second clip. I actually caught it on social media, and it was hard to find. But if you want to find it, you can find it on our Twitter. Jesus. I think yeah, I no saw shame. that on our Twitter and I was like – it was late at night and I was trying to sleep and I was like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I, I did. I had to find it because they talked about it. And they banned it because it had something to do with uh, sudden scare and noise violation. And they banned uh, it off Twitter. And that's the part that – did you fucking understand that? Why would you do – it's a horror movie. If you're clicking on a horror movie trailer, then guess what? You get what you fucking click on. If you're fucking scared, don't click on it. I yeah. just never understand. How many, dude, that was like old school YouTube. I remember when I was like 12, me and my friends uh, literally used to send each other over the computer like those scare gifts where it's like a car driving yes. through the countryside yeah. and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, why would my friend just send me a car driving through the countryside? And then, of course, a ghoul woman pops out in the end. Ah! Just yeah. Well, they did it. They, they gave it an R. Good. So that, fucking that's I because hope it makes Blumhouse, all the fucking money. Blumhouse knows what the fuck to do. That's dude. right. I agree. Don't with that. fuck me on this one, nope. dude. 
God, and then the Venom I did, I and Slenderman. Yeah. Did you hear about Venom, right? It's going to be PG-13. Well, Sony Suits, the director of the movie, wanted an R superhero movie. He wanted to be as bad like as Spawn, it, dude. He wanted to be like Spawn. He wanted to be like Deadpool. And that's what he said for me. I want to do a an R villain slash superhero movie. And the suits from Sony are trying to rig it so it's PG thirteen so they can get more kids to go to the movies. Dude, which I is want, total bullshit. I want Venom biting people in half, dude. What are we doing? I don't know because you know what? Some of the best scenes in Deadpool two are when he gets ripped in half by the fucking what's, juggernaut. Juggernaut rips him in half, and he has baby legs with his balls hanging out. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen on the face of the earth. So ridiculous. And we just got the new movie. I want to actually see they have a the super, super cut is amazing well that's just a super they have a super duper duper <laughs> uncut extended cut and we just got that one and I want to watch that one too it's supposed to be fantastic the movie, that movie was still makes me laugh after Logan and Deadpool loud. you would think that they would not be so afraid of the R rating how much money do you good, have to fucking make how much dude, I feel like I have to give the field of dreams speech every time I'm in a, a, a fucking movie comes out if you build it they no will shit. come. No dude. shit. They will come. Well, you saw my. They'll come thing. see it. If it, it doesn't suck, unless you think your movie's gonna suck, there's no reason to push it down to PG thirteen. Maybe the it suits. Should be. Maybe the suits saw Venom and they were like, "We need to cash out. We gotta get. Well, that's we scary. gotta get the chips." Yeah, but Tom Hardy has not been a losing proposition from the beginning. No, but, but the scary Dunkirk part is made more money than Sin. Yeah, that's Christopher Nolan. That's why that, he that's demand everything say. that fucking guy. Anything touches. the guy films is fucking gold. Fucking gold. But here's the scary part. I I even put out on our on our feed that I really don't think there should be a PG thirteen. I don't think there should be PG. In my in opinion, PG thirteen PG thirteen movies. There's no consistency no. because you can get sh- you can shot shoot, in the head. You can shoot. Hundreds of people in the head in the PG-13 right. movie. And show it. And but show you it. show a fucking nipple or some blood and they're That's cutting it. you they're out, cutting, dude. Yeah, exactly. You slit a throat in your PG-13 movie? Out of here, I mister. Know. But I'm like, didn't he just kill like 15 people? Oh, or more. And then they they, they literally had simulated sex in a scene. Yep. But just because no one showed a nip, it's still PG-13. PG-13, yeah. It blows my mind. I'm like, they fucked on the couch. Yeah. We just didn't see anything. Because they were under a sheet. It blows me away. That Absolutely. That's like, but then in our movie, as soon as you show a nipple... Yep, we're not chic. It's over. Stop. But that's the scary part. And there's I, some blood. It's like, oh, uh, well, God. that's what I just put on our Twitter page. I was just talking about how there should be two ratings. There should be G and R. That's it. I really think it should be one or the other. And if you and if you want to see if your kid can go see it, you know what? Go see it yourself. Or you know what? Take your kid because I'm I'm over it. You want you want to just take your kids to movies? Go to G. Everything else shouldn't have a rating. Plus PG thirteen. It's ridiculous. 12-year-olds have to get driven to the movies anyway. It's ridiculous. They have to get driven to the movies anyway. I, I don't I understand. I feel like that. Seinfeld, what's the deal no, with all these kids coming to the movie theater? I just don't. I don't have an excuse for it. I, I never understand Plus, it. Plus, what 14-year-olds are like, let's go see Slenderman, guys? No, they're not. Like, it's it's me and my college friends going, let's go see Slenderman. And then we stopped when they literally, there was no... On the, on the parental guidelines, there was no blood. There was no horror. No. It was like scary sequences and sudden noise. What was the rating? And suggestive themes. What was the rating for it? I'm curious about that. Oh, it was R as fuck, dude. Pennywise bit the shit out of that little kid's eye. Yeah, it's true. That's definitely an R movie. I'm looking. I just want to see. Plus, uh, Richie said, like, dick, every other word. Yeah. 
And oh, and the whole bathroom scene had blood all over the walls. And the oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about and that. And wasn't there, like, like there was an insinuation that she was being sexually abused by, by her, her father? By her father, yeah. Yep. Can't have that in a PG-13 movie. And the guy cut, cut, he cut, uh, he cut his, trying to cut his name and, and the fat kid's stomach. Oh, yeah. fuck. That was a great movie. I'm sorry, man. And here's Let the thing. it be R. That movie Let it be was, R. It was not over the... You can be R without being over the top. Why do people always act like our movies are fucking... Whoa! Yeah. Like, so bad. And it's like, I'll see some R movies and I'll be like, this was R? I know. There were like three F-bombs... That's why. ...and an ass, yeah. and it's R? I think there's a rule that you can say... It's how many times you say it. Yeah, they keep blurring the lines, though. Yeah, and it's now the PG-13, PG-13 is like... I call it like R, R, Diet R movies. Yeah. Where you just go and it's like, oh man, I wish it was R. I just wish more and I more. Because so the upset. equalizer felt more real because when you stab a guy, blood comes out. Yeah. Whereas in PG-13 movies, you stab a guy and he just goes, oh, and I falls know. over. Uh, it's I, I, just, I just think that that's ridiculous. And the other thing, the other thing why we're talking about movie kind of shit that, that really fucking annoyed me is I do appreciate the Oscars trying to add a new the popular movie popular category. movie category which pretty much blanket covers everything so we've talked about before how we all wanted like a horror or an action movie and if they're going to put a popular movie in it I didn't have a problem with that yeah. okay I don't even need to look it up. I can tell you off the article and what I put in there. The Oscars are down 20% on an average every year in the last 10 years. Yeah. Okay. They're For a multitude of reasons. Multitude. Not showing enough diversity. Not – like literally look at the Oscars before they started bringing up questions of diversity. Yes. It was like 95% white people were winning awards. And not only that. crazy like that. It was nothing that would ever entice a young person to turn on the fucking TV. It was like these hoity-toity movies that yes. were two hours long. They're Italian dramas. And, and half the time we never saw any of them. But if you were an absolutely hardcore fan like myself, I would still watch the Oscars. I remember. And we'd watch it and we'd just be like, what are these movies? What is it? And, and we would do it more to see the stars and, and that kind of thing. But now they're blaming it on there was no popular movie thing. So now they're saying they're going to add it in, and this will make all the difference. Here's what you need to do. Stop making it a fucking political advertisement, okay? You, you want to stop ruining the Oscars because you're chasing people away from the TV because literally everything – and I understand the stars have the right to say what they want, and I understand that. But you're ruining it for the fan who enjoys cinema and film that literally every 15 seconds, it's it's – a fucking political statement, and, and you can make you can make political statements without antagonizing people. I know we differ a lot because I, I, um, I like I like I'm not I'm not opposed to politicizing your platform at an award show, no. No, but no, you no, can no. do it without being outwardly aggressive. Yes, and v- almost vindictively one sided, where yes. it's like. Oh, well, I remember Leonardo DiCaprio talked about the environment for 15 minutes when he won an award for The Revenant. It's like, bro, talk about the film industry. A little bit. Talk about the film industry. I was a like, Leo, tell bit. me Leo, tell me about this. Tell me about the sets, bro. Thank your mom. And he was like, yeah. the trees and the pandas deserve to be conserved. And it's not even by it's not like yeah. a, it's not bipartisan political messages. Any 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 like cause you're going for. It's just like, hey, man, make it a thing about a celebration. I And it used to be like and that. Especially it used when to be like that when I was a kid. I find it okay when you're making a political statement if you're an activist in that area. So like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I felt like it was a little bit more warranted because he gives a large portion of money 
to these. Actually, he gets no money. Did he give money? He, he, he didn't know that? I thought he gave him a lot of money. No, he, he has lends, a fund. No, that he lends his name to it and people contribute for him to that fund. So he, he's an advocate. An advocate. Okay. And, so, and still okay because as popular as he is, he attracts that kind of money because he lends his name to it. Yeah. Not that I'm not saying – If there's a Leonardo DiCaprio fund, I'm much more likely to donate uh, to that. Thing. And it's a proven fact because he has that whole fund for the environment simply because his name's on it. And I get mad though when people act surprised when Spike Lee makes a political statement. And I'm like, that's his job. He's a he's a black activist right. who is fighting for equal rights. And it's In like, film, I get that. I get that. Of course. And then people are surprised when he gets up there and makes a political statement. I'm like, no, you idiots. That's what he does. Like, Yeah, but if it's there two minutes – see, this is where I might differ with a lot of people. Yeah. Walking in, I want to hear about who they're with. I know. So you, you're fine with them politicizing their acceptance speeches. Absolutely. Just not the program outside of that. Yes. That's fine. See, uh, where I, I, like, I like the fact that – and I, used to, I get actually mad when they say, well, you have two minutes, go. And if you want to thank people, you thank people. You want to thank God. I liked when Tom people. Hanks took the the like tw- ten minute speech. Yeah, because he was thanking everyone he had c- came up with. with. Yeah, no, no, and I understand. And I'm that. like, that's that's oh, what that's, I would do. Is that Tom now? No, Did you ask? But <laughs> that's fucking Spike Lee. Literally that every podcast, Spike Lee. somebody calls. Cameron, I heard you gave me a shout out, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, but it's true, dude. I want to see that movie. Um, uh, Black Klansman. Black Klansman. KK. I'm gonna go see yeah. that. I think over the weekend. I'm really excited. It, it does movie. look great. It does look great. But Fucking. This is Ron Stallworth. Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I love white America. <laughs> I know. It's just terrible. It's like holy shit. Did you know what's his name got death threats over that movie? Who? The guy who played um, David Duke. The guy from that oh, 70s show. Oh, fucking um, Topher Grace. Yes. He's getting death threats over that. Really? Oh, yeah. You would think. It's a Spike Lee movie. doesn't matter. Out of anybody in that thing, that's the one person. Other people might have gotten death threats. I'm not saying that. But that's the one that actually made it on social media. I heard he Denzel's act- son in it was like really good. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He's the lead. Oh, he's the lead? He that's Denzel's looks son as, I apparently. I did not know that. Looks- Isn't that the guy from Ballers? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a great actor. He plays the receiver. Yes! I love he's him. Fucking he's fucking awesome. great. But see, my whole thing about, about the Oscars is I don't mind, like yeah. you said, the political statement during their two minutes. I'm, I I want the red carpet to be about what they're with, what they're wearing, who they're with, and what they're going there for. And the program outside of the exception yeah, speech should fine. be a celebration of film. Exactly. Instead of people going, we did uh, a great movie. This is great. We're up here. We're celebrating it. You know, uh, this is our next project. Uh, uh uh, it, it's a fantastic story. It's a, it's a one time, you know, uh, we made this thing. But I do think that they need more relevant films, <laughs> not yeah. not the Italy Stockholm <laughs> version of whatever. It's ridiculous. But the three formats they're gonna three things they're gonna. And use. I've seen those artsy movies. I think people are gonna act like we're like uh, uncultured. Like I, I've seen movies like I Am Love with Tilda Swinton, and it's like those movies are just. I, I, I've seen some of them too, but they're still it's, out of touch. It's over-romanticized. Because they're out of touch. Yeah. I would rather have movies that like everyone knows about that do make statements that are prominent or like that do contribute to the art of filmmaking. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this fringe, hush-hush, secret club thing that yeah. they make it. No, no, it doesn't. But well... Oh, yeah, because I wasn't done. Can okay, I finish? Yeah, finish. You're, you're just doing this to me when I'm like right in the middle of the topic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. first thing they're doing is they announce the new the new new category, the popular film. Second thing is they're going to do an earlier airtime. 
They already start at like six o'clock. And it's like four hours, bro. I know. I'm they're, not trying to watch it for four well, hours. Well, here's the thing. And they're gonna cut the cast down, the telecast down to three hours guaranteed. Good. So Good. those are the three things that they said right off the bat. Because, dude, I remember the last one I watched was like two or three years ago, and it was like four and a half hours. Yes. I was like, I can't take this anymore. And every award, there's a five-minute commercial. I was like, I'm yeah. done with this. Uh, I just wasn't a huge fan of it last year. It just didn't work but for me. But with the popular category, I think it's a step in the right direction. It is. For sure. It is. Because it's going to give popular fans a new voice. And plus, it'll give a chance for those films like Get Out, like A Quiet Place. Yeah. For, for them to actually win awards. I know that Jordan Peele got the Oscar for screenwriting, right? Yes, he did. Which is good. But he I feel like... More I, I was going to say, I felt like it deserved more than that. It was for, for such an impactful film. And it was so culturally relevant for the time it came out. It, Even if you don't agree with the the like political back and forth that that film kind of presents, or the politics behind it, it was still a good movie. It was a fantastic movie. And if you're going to compare which film was better, Shape or Water, or Get Out, oh, fuck. all day long I'm picking Get what Out. What kind of weird hentai bestiality well, well, it just makes you wonder shit is who the fuck is voting. I mean, that's the part that I always go back to. Who the fuck is voting if you're picking Shape? Nothing against you. Uh, what's his name? Um, Guillermo del Toro. Toro. Nothing you know me. You. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. But I'm sorry. In this case. I'm scratching my head. Yeah. I'm sorry. Get Out was what's up with that? I told you. What's up with that fucking monster from the Black Lagoon? Uh, Creature know. from the Black, Black Lagoon, Lagoon cock. Man. Not a huge fan of that, dude. No. Did you know? We talked about that. They're making dildos of that. Yeah, and apparently, they they're sold out. Yeah, they sold out right away. <laughs> Everybody has a fish fetish. <laughs> Literally. Just a giant fucking ribbed fish cocks yeah. for sale. Yep. All over the place. That's definitely true. Well, I couldn't believe it. Let us know in the comments down below if you like big inflatable fish cocks. Okay. Or, or the new category in the Oscars. Popular film. Open for both of those in the comments. I think this was one of the best and varied episodes we've had because we were comedic when we needed to be, serious when we needed to be. And scared. And scared when we needed to be. <laughs> As always, guys, if you like the podcast, give us a follow on the multitude of platforms we're on. Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube. Check out our Twitter feed, guys. And more. Ch Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. We love interacting with you guys. Yep. We love hearing your comments. And our social media has been popping off yeah. recently. You guys are doing great with interacting. Some of the topics we talk about on the show, and there's a lot more that we don't. Yeah. And it's just about like letting you guys know what's going on in the scene or yep. things that caught our eye. Um, but how, how are you feeling? I feel pretty good about this one. I feel pretty good, too. I was a little nervous in the beginning. Yeah. You always you always make it a little dicey at times. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But, You're um, good at it. We've had a go in, guys. We'll see you later. Catch you next time. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.